It's me, Cam. I'm stoked you're here. Sincerely, uh, there's a lot to choose from out there. Uh, people are maybe getting overwhelmed with podcasts these days, but isn't it cool? Like anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Human expression in its finest. Now, we are here today to discuss some things, but first I think an introduction is nice. And for today's, I'm going to use my man at Super Seeker Cosmo over on the talk. Take it away. I feel like someday I'd rather fight with silverback gorillas Fill my days with hella things that I know are not what I'm about Cause I feel afraid when I start choosing healthier endeavors Better for me than pleasure Is there a way to catch both rabbits now? Hey, do it cause you can and you must Damn, internet is cool as hell. I mean, all sorts of cool people these days. And I gotta be honest, I didn't see any of this coming. I wasn't gonna get on TikTok, I wasn't gonna start making videos. But luckily, I'm surrounded by good friends, people that see the best in you, for you, that you could be. People that see potential and know how to guide you in the direction that that potential can be manifested in. Specifically, Joe Fowler. I want to say, hey, thank you. You have done a stupendous job of guiding me where I needed to go, helping me realize things along the way. I am supremely thankful to have you as a friend. I'm supremely thankful to have all of you people here listening to this because, as I said, there are a lot of podcasts out there now. The fact that you're choosing this one. At least today, it means something to me. It's, it's special. As you can see, I have no guest here. And this is new for me. I don't have any feedback. I don't have any kind of instantaneous gratification or reciprocation with my words. So quite often, I'm going to not really know what I'm saying. And really what this podcast is about, besides the ultimate intention of being helpful, is to form and facilitate the convergence. What I mean by convergence, I mean taking a whole bunch of things that are semi-clear, at least to me, and putting them together into a single crystalline vision. And I'm not saying my vision is crystalline. That would be not accurate. And my vision is more a yeah, kaleidoscope, a fragmented collection of motley ideas pop philosophy, and cherry-picked sciences that serve to reconfirm my bias. They're all beautiful on their own, but I think they really shine when they're put together, and that's the convergence that we approach right now. We are seeing neuroscience coming in, backing up cultural and behavioral practices that have been around for thousands of years. And even that, even those lessons that we've gleaned from thousands of years of human history doesn't make a dent. There's so much more that we don't know. All of recorded human history is 2%. 2% of overall human history is what we have at our disposal. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Because I'm sure you're wondering, what are you doing here? Who are you? 
am I? Strange question. I think it all started a few years ago, about 13.8 billion years ago. Around this time, there was, uh, there was nothing, but there was everything in that nothing. A little speck, a little pinprick speck that uh, was preloaded with 98% of the matter that would ever exist. And don't ask me about the remaining 2%. If you have come here for physics, I must redirect you. But that, uh, that little speck sneezed one day. The bing bong blinked. The big bang bonged. And suddenly that little speck grew to be a universe. Over 100 billion light years in diameter. Swirling maelstrom of galactic gases. Originating as one, manifesting as many. And those gases swirled around the universe and seeded it, so to speak. And from those seeds came us. Humans. Homo sapiens. But we weren't the first ones. No, 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 no. So around 300,000 years ago, 300,000, 250 to 360,000 years ago, that gives me adequate room for interpretation and error. Homo sapiens arrived on the scene. And at the time, there were around eight or nine other human species roaming the plains. And when we came onto the scene, we fucked some shit up, to be honest. We, uh, we promptly exterminated all of the other human species. We made it with a few. Actually, we, we made it with quite a few, as is evident by some of the people you see today. Now, I'm not here to poke fun at people, even if they do have a distended overbrow and sunken eyes. No, that's not what we're here for. We're here to build people up. Because even though this 2% of human history was remarkably small considering how long we've been here, it pumped out a pretty epic lineup of remarkable people who did a bang-up job, I might say, of translating their human experience into some very useful philosophical frameworks. Thankfully, these ideas survive long enough within the perpetual chaos of time that now I, Cam, a boy on the internet with strange hyperfixations, can regurgitate them in a way that feels good to me and hopefully makes sense. From one piece of stardust to another, we've really come a long way. We've done so much. But there's much to be addressed, and I think that addressing comes down to our paleolithic brain. And the fact that it finds itself in a strange new land. Treacherous terrain, some unstable footing. Despite the massive abundance we have, there's, there's a strangeness to the air. Is there not? Am I imagining this? The last couple of years, like, odd to anybody. Am I just weird? No. But when, when we came onto the scene and we exterminated or mated with those other eight human species, we, we realized a few things. Maybe this is retrospective, retrospective realization, but uh, we are a remarkably dangerous species. Aggressively territorial, curiously emotional, and... We have a penchant for extincting things. Jesus Christ. We have extincted, what, like 97% of the Earth's megafauna? Maybe more? We've altered half of the entire globe's land? We alter the climate, for God's sake. It's actually pretty impressive if it weren't so absolutely terrifying. Because, you know, the other thing that's terrifying is we have 
a remarkable capacity for, uh, for genocide. So much so that researchers have considered that it is an intrinsic part of human nature, which is an unsettling thought and one that I will drop with this next breath. That's what we're here to do. Come to terms with the scary shit. Realize that if we take a breath, none of it really exists or matters because all that exists is in this moment. But truth is, our brain is very good at a few things. And in that set of defined skills, dealing with algorithms doesn't really fit in. Same things that we evolved to club antelope over the head aren't really conducive to sitting in traffic. So no wonder a few of us are blowing our lid. We're supposed to be clubbing antelope. Is that too much to ask? Or are there any antelope left is probably a more pertinent question. Truth is, our brain is the same make and model of brain that was throwing stones at giant sloths and making cave paintings with excrement. Same brain, same emotions, same superb threat detection systems. Needless to say, things are strange. And I think uh, Professor Edward O. Wilson, father of sociobiology, put it very well when he said, the problem of humanity is that we have paleolithic emotions, medieval institutions, and godlike technology. Our brains are exceptionally good at registering threats, avoiding danger, seeking pleasure. They act as generative machines, taking in data from the prism of our five senses to elicit a feeling, generate an image, establish a context, create an association, and then that is just like etch-a-sketched in our brain in the form of a neural pathway to serve as a biological memory. Easy, right? This creates patterns which build parameters which condition our responses, and these processes help to automate our lives, and thank God for that. I couldn't imagine not being automated. But how much automation is too automation? How much automation is too much automation? I should have told you guys at the start. I can't guarantee that any of this is going to be helpful, and I can certainly guarantee that I will stutter. Abject confusion may arise, certainly for me and maybe for you, but existentialism is better with friends, don't you think? We grow, then we all grow together. Anyway, how much automation is too much automation? Because apparently 95% of our thoughts, behaviors, actions, skills, reactions are subconscious, unconscious, automated. It's responses threaded into gray matter through repetition or intensity. Now we find ourselves in new territory. Those mechanisms that we use to club other less fortunate human species over the head with are not conducive to fluorescent lights. Payment plans, uh, algorithms, self-driving cars, 24-7 delivery, porn. Our brains can't handle it. Our susceptibility to automation is cunningly capitalized on by tech billionaires, political parties, phone applications. Hell, even 40% of the likes occurring on Instagram are coming from bots. Which obviously prompts the question, am I a bot? Are you a bot? No, none of us are bots. I hope not. 
we wouldn't know, honestly, if we were. That's a truth. Like probably many of the most profound truths that we just don't need to know. But we're going to explore them anyway, because we're here for a good time, an existential time. But considering our brain is touted as the most complex object in the known universe, it is remarkably simple to take advantage of. It's a story as old as media, really. Hostile entity uses inflammatory stimuli to push a wedge issue designed to incite conflict that distracts us from the fact that they are dumping oil into our waterways, displacing 97% of the Earth's original inhabitants and blaming it on millennials and their avocado toast. Why even think for yourself, they say. Slip into the algorithm's sweet digital embrace. Keep retweeting. Signpost your progress. Signal your virtues. Let the internet know that the world is bad, but you are good. You are good. Demand that that world change. Do it from afar. Do not rest until it has. Potentially die waiting. Or we change the internal world. Capitalize on our automated natures by manually installing code that makes the world good by making our world good. Because, as Marcus Aurelius was known to say, the quality of your reality comes down to the quality of your thoughts, and you cannot expect to change the external world with any kind of lasting change anyway. But we can change ourselves and hope that I can be a part of that process because I do think that we are all living in our own unique placebos. Neutral fact, neither good nor bad. The challenge is that for most of our lives, these placebos have been written by an external world that doesn't really care if you were late to work because you stubbed your toe, shit your pants, and dropped your bagel. And it's not that it's malevolent, it's mostly just ambivalent. It's got its own shit to take care of. Can't pa- care about everything all the time. That would be paralyzing. <laughs> Oh, dear me. I'm pretty anxious about this podcast, honestly, because I overthink things, and overthinking is the death of momentum, and it's something that we will explore, of course. But I want to create something that's worthwhile. I also don't want to structure it too much, because if I stick to a script, I will be doomed to get stuck in that script, and I will never leave. But if I just flow with it, That's the goal here. We're going to create outlines. I'm going to do my research, but I'm going to leave room for interpretation, both on your end and on mine. And that's what interpretation is all about, because when it comes down to it, because only 2% of our history is being recorded, it has left us with some curious gaps. And like an existential coloring book, we have filled those gaps in with sources of our choosing. Glory of God well-placed asteroids, a few stoned apes munching mushrooms, or pyramids beaming energy into deep space so we could trade V1 NFTs with the Anunnaki. I still think we've come a long way. At the end of the day, we're designed to lose our will to automations. And if we don't know who we are, it's likely that our automations were installed by a world that doesn't know who we are. So we're going to use the gift of consciousness the information that comes from the age of information 
put it together in what some people might call a bastardization of ancient philosophies and cherry-picked neurosciences. And we're going to try and make something useful here because that's what it's all about. We're going to use our gift of consciousness to tap into infinite nature of our potential. Welcome to my podcast. I hope you find this helpful. I'd rather fight with silver my gorillas Fill my days with hella things that I know are not what I'm about Cause I feel afraid when I start choosing healthier endeavors Better for me than pleasure Is there a way to catch both rabbits now?